it is time for another episode of Shit's Weird Bro. Shit's Weird Bro. Today, uh, this episode is brought to you by, once again, Clyde Mays Alabama style whiskey. I don't know about you, but I got this Sia and, stuff in my glass. And Sia blended scotch whiskey, which I poured the rest of in Kyle's glass yeah, because didn't, I prefer the Clyde Mays. Didn't give me a choice. 100%. I also prefer the Clyde Mays. <laughs> But you know what we're talking about. We're talking Pearl Harbies. Well, yeah, they, they do know. I was about to say. Yeah. How would they, they know? You just said. Because then goddamn we title, established Kyle. this, yes. They're Fucking. shitheads. They're not stupid. Some may differ. Some may uh, beg to differ. So okay. what's a Pearl Harbor? A Pearl Harbor, one might ask, is a harbor that is in uh, Oahu, Hawaii. In Hawaii. Hawaii. In uh, Honolulu, bro. Pearl City, brah. Bruh. <laughs> Shakalaka, brah. Um, but it's, yeah, okay. it, it, it's, I don't know where that came from. But yeah, it's it's a harbor in, in Hawaii. Yes. But we're not talking about it just because, like, I mean, we're, we're not li- talking about we, Pearl Harbor. We we're talking in, about the attack on Pearl Harbor. Oh, gotcha. In World War II. I was about II. to say, because we live in the Bay Area, and that's a much bigger no. body of water. We're talking December 7th and the things leading up to December 7th, 1941. 1941. Yes. Yep. What about it? Your great grandpa died in the USS Arizona. That's what happened. Yep. That's that's what happened. Luckily, he sowed a seed beforehand. Good for you. Here today. Good for you. You know how old he was? I don't. Not off the top of my head. No. He wasn't very old. Well, he's like late 20s, early 30s. Lucky for you, he was a seaman. Certainly was. Brunch. We need, I thought this would make more of a ting sound. Doesn't make a ting. No. So, what happened that fateful day? That fateful day, you know exactly what happened. The Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor and by air and by water, Do you, blew up a shit ton of ships and pretty much decimated the U.S. naval fleet. Was it on purpose though, or was it like a like a good luck all of a driver? Type thing? Like, no, it they just don't no. know how to fly planes? No, they know how to fly okay. the shit out I got of those you. planes. So they purposely flew them into ships. Yes, they... It they, wasn't just an Kamikaze accident. flew them into ships. They also mm-hmm. rained down fucking gunfire from the sky. Yeah, and bombs on and everybody. torpedoes. And uh, America was caught with their fucking pants down. It was quite a surprise literally, attack. Quite literally. The 90% of the people right. that were in... That died in the attack were sleeping. And suddenly, an isolated America became part of the world war and yep. found itself in a global war for the first time in, well, forever. No, this is World War Two, sir. Well, so that to... means they were in a world war once before, I guess. So, well, they didn't want to be in the second one. Yes. They didn't want anything to do or with it. So they say. Which is why the paperclip did all the Nazis. All the Nazis. Well, Not they, all the Nazis. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they wanted to get into the war. It's because they wanted them Nazi scientists. Uh, they just wanted to get their mitts on They're like, on listen, if we, if we beat their asses, they're going to have no choice all right, but to so come over here. How does the conspiracy go? So, well, there's a bunch of different ones that say... Pretty much that, in a nutshell... There was advanced knowledge of the attack. Basically, like There's the nine eleven, that, the inside the biggest, job yes. thing. It's the it's the same thing, but a lot earlier. This is that's the the prevailing theory. There, right. There's other ones, but this yeah, is the yeah. biggest, most well known that um, 
I don't have the specifics on this, but there was supposedly a a transmission that was uh, intercepted by one of our cryptologists. I think that's what I call them, cryptologists, mm. where they're sure decrypting stuff. Yeah. Um, and they decrypted a message that was saying that the attack's happening on this day at this time, yada yada. But it didn't give any specifics as to where it was or things like or that. Or what type of attack? Yeah, or what type of attack? So. I guess it didn't go far up the ladder. People were like, oh, that doesn't... That doesn't give me any That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, right. it's like, okay... That could be anything. Okay, sure. On what... Whether they're going to go right. help out Britain or some we'll shit. We'll them, watch out for an attack. Yeah, Like, exactly. they're already fucking doing. Yep. Right? So, that... That's... That's... Makes the most sense, but they're saying that there was advanced knowledge that had gotten to the higher-ups, like, gotten to Roosevelt... Yeah, and then it was still neglected at that point, even though it was deciphered that it was supposed to be right. this type of attack. Well, I'll I'll turn your attention to a New Yorker ad on November twenty. New Yorker, yeah, papers in, here. It, yeah, in the new, in the New Yorker. Okay. Okay. What so, what does this ad say? Well, is it, it was an ad it was leading it up to December article? December seventh, but this ad was placed November twenty second. That's before December, That Chris. is before December. <laughs> there was an advertisement. It pictured a group of people sheltered from an air raid playing dice. Under the headline, a Chung warning alert were on top. A Chung? And then underneath it That's said... That's racist. It said... I don't even know what that means. It said, we hope you'll never have to spend a long winter's night in an air raid shelter, but we're just thinking it's only common sense to be prepared. If you're not too busy between now and Christmas, why not sit down and plan a list of things you'll want to leave on hand? And though it's no time really to be thinking of what's fashionable, we bet that most of your friends will remember to include those intriguing dice and chips, which make Chicago's favorite game, the Deadly Double. What the fuck? So they, they're just sitting so there. So it was literally for like a dice game. Yeah. It, while you're in an air raid shelter, make sure you have these uh, these games. Right. Through the issue, there were six more smaller tag ads that refer back to the main ad, right? Which the, in the main copy, the dice were number 12 and 7. Numbers oh, that are on, shit. That are on no known dice. If you guys don't get that. The month that, of December can oh. also be a 12. And the seventh is the day that it happened. Right. What do you know? So later. Holy shit! I didn't know that. That's actually kind of. It's weird, right? I actually have a picture. It's freaky, you freaky bro, you freaky deaky Dutch That's bastard. That's a picture of the twelve and seven. What does the O five stand for? I'll tell you. Ooh, and the twenty four. What's oh, the XX? Oh, the XX oh, means they dead. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, we're getting it. We're deciphering this ad. So later during the war, Navy transport pilot Joseph Bell was flying a South Pacific Mangalai? route when one of his passengers... No. Oh. Well, maybe. No. No. No, because no, it was during, during Yeah, the war. he was over there. Yeah. Being, Joseph he was busy. Bell, he was flying a South Pacific route when one of his passengers, an intelligence officer, told him that many in intelligence considered this ad a secret warning. He had been so, assigned to investigate the matter... But every lead led to a dead end, and the ad's copy had been presented in person at the magazine's offices, oh, okay, and okay. the fee was paid with cash. That's what I was about to ask. I was like, who put the ad out there? Like, obviously, right. the New York, it was in the New Yorker, but like, somebody's got to pay for an ad. According to Lazarus Farago. Lazarus Farago. Yeah, sure. 
A former United States intelligence expert and military historian, the ads may have served to alert Japanese agents here that it was time to disband their apparatus. Apparatus? Mm-hmm. What's the apparatus? Whatever. There, oh. there are operations oh, in the United States. They're to go back to the Yeah, right. Yeah, they're working on their... So the first advertisement was set in one column, and it was two inches deep. It showed, <laughs> it showed a paradise <laughs> that, with six numerals written on their faces. The numbers were 12 and 7, which... Obviously, stands for month and day of the attack. The figures five and zero may have been the planned time for the bombing. It did happen very early in the morning. It happened at 7 a.m. But they planned. Well, they could have planned for five. What right? was that in Japanese time? Maybe right. they left at yeah. five. Maybe they were two hours. Yeah. They were two hours ahead. Yeah. Because, you know. Who fucking knows? The Japanese have they, different They're all time. setting their watches. There's no cell phones. They don't know. Yeah. Time zones exactly. are like. Synchronized what? now. So a double X or number 20 appears on another face of the die. And they think that this could have meant uh, to signify the approximate latitude of Pearl Harbor. X, X, that, huh? A 20. Roman numerals. I understand that, but yeah, like, okay. It's the latitude of Pearl Harbor is 20. I think latitude. Approximately. Latitude and longitude are like way more numbers than just. Two digit hey, number, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there, but it kind of okay. is. But it's not for me. <laughs> the number 24 appears on the sixth face, and uh, in an interview, he said, The Mr. Farrago said, I haven't any idea what that could mean. He was just like, I, I don't know. He's reaching for sticks, <laughs> so yeah, was, uh, I assume this ad means absolutely nothing. And I'm sorry I brought it up now. Well, there is, <laughs> there is a 20 in. The GPS coordinates ah, of Pearl Harbor, ha, ha. but it's it's like twenty one degrees by twenty foot. Yada, I don't know how to read these shits. But there's literally only one twenty in it. So uh, hey, there's I, only one twenty on the dice. Oh, okay. And who knows what that twenty four meant? Yeah, you know, maybe that's how many ships there were. I'm just saying. Yeah. What so, do you got? So that was just. That was the ad in the New Yorker that just had that had come out beforehand. Yeah, beforehand. And did you know that yeah. uh, the people that orchestrated the attack on Pearl Harbor were actually went to U.S. schools, or like the the officers in the Japanese army? The Japanese plan to attack Pearl Harbor was devised by Admiral Isoroku Yamamoto, Yamamoto, a former student of Harvard University. Who had served as Japan's naval attache in Washington. What the shit? Yeah. Yamamoto knew that the United States had far greater resources than Japan and that his country could not win a protracted war. But if they decimated the U.S. Navy, they stood a fucking chance. Well. However. However. They didn't think that women were going to join the workforce and make a shit ton of ships and yeah. rebuild our navy really fast. Rosie the Riveter and that destroy shit the up. shit out of the Japanese. And then, you know, you know, you know the there, whole, was, there was kind of, there was, I there think. There was this whole Manhattan Project I thing. I think there was just two bombs that did it. Yeah. I think that ended the war in Japan. They were just like, fuck this, we're out. One would have done it. One would have, but. I don't the, think we needed to. We're Americans, so we just wanted to prove the point 
You know, I'm pretty I, sure they're just like fucking proven. I yeah. guess. Well, I still, were they at I the same think. time? I'm very ignorant. I'm not ignorant to the situation, but I that don't know was the Truman times. that did that. What the Manhattan the, Project? Yeah. Well, yeah, he was yeah. the president at the time. Right. So there was. But we're talking after after the cripple motherfucker. Whoa! Out of line, sir. I'm cripple. I could say it. No? Oh, that's your word. Yeah, I can't it's, say it. exactly. But you exactly. Guys can say, I've see. always wondered what this felt like my whole life. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> so there, uh, there's people out there that think uh, there's plenty of writers that go into it that think that the British governments and the U.S. governments had advanced knowledge of. Pearl Harbor, i.e. the the transmission that they right, intercepted. Right, the, the meat of the conspiracy. The meat of the conspiracy. Yeah. But there's also, to just add a little bit of uh, au jus to your French dip sandwich. <clears throat> not that. Au jus. Um, <laughs> they, also, they also think that uh, FDR not only wanted to get into the war and... <laughs> You just dip an imaginary sandwich in I your did. whiskey. That's my friend's dip. Awesome. So there was people that think that FDR not only wanted to get into the war, and it, especially in the European theater, they didn't really want beef with Japan at Easy all. Easy way to jumpstart the economy. Easy way to... I didn't get into get that, in but that's a, good, that's a good point. They also provoked... They think that they all the FDR also provoked Japan into attacking us first, so we can have an excuse to go in to the war uh, into the theater. So at the time, I can th- put my navy in yeah. one spot. You won't do shit because you're a bitch. Kinda. That's kind of that. There was. They're like American baby penis. Please keep going. <laughs> what? <laughs> you remember that South Park episode? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. But it's funny. <laughs> and I want to out you as the racist of the podcast. No, that's, that's how they did it, right? <laughs> yeah. They tricked us into thinking that we have such big penis. Oh, goddamn, my God. They have very, very small <laughs> penis. <laughs> and then they came in and fucking Pearl Harbored our ass. And we so, didn't even know. We were too lit. So, so, oh, our no, dicks. no. We so childish of you. Big penis. <laughs> <laughs> fucking South Park's amazing. But anyways, I at the time, the U.S. was a neutral uh, party. The quote, unquote, air quotes, neutral uh, party where they they were supposed to be completely out of it. They were supposed to abstain from any type of aid or anything like that they were supposed to be completely neutral they're like we're not on either side of this thing but well he did like trade embargoes right uh, yeah he yeah. he did stuff like that but at they they weren't technically neutral because they saw what was happening and they saw how successful italy and germany were in the european front at taking over these places like poland was gone wait they're were waiting like for someone to get ahead and be like hmm? no 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 it i was, can pick <laughs> a side that's not where i was going with this but they were uh they just saw that what germany and italy were doing was not the right way so they ate it they were aiding britain in supplies and things like that right, right. and unofficially their navy was already in uh 
was in the war in the Atlantic front. Right. So right. if they saw German U-boats and things like that, they'd fuck them up. They'd yeah. blow them up. Even though technically we weren't at war with them, right. if we saw them, we... We were, we're protecting trade ships. We were doing... Because... Yeah, we were doing Britain a solid and just fucking them up. And yeah. Just blow them up real quick. But they... Apparently, FDR really wanted to get into the European front. Not exactly too sure why. I think it was because he wanted... I would like to think it's because he wanted to protect the rest of the world of that crazy fuck over there. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know his implicate... It, what, what he was doing. They there's, He was doing good things because FDR is a good person. Okay. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it's like... <laughs> it's what I think too, but that's uh, not what I'm saying. No, it, he's a shit dick. Yeah, he's fuck, <laughs> fuck face. Uh, but there was also I'm not gonna say the c word. What cunt? Is that your word? Oh, no. cripple. Yeah, cripple. Fucking. Whoa. You know. Well, we. You know, we came up with crip walking, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like when you go to the hospital, like if you if you are if the nurse sees that you're gonna become cripple. Like they're they know they're like in okay. PT that's the first thing they show you yeah that's well if you look at the dance moves they're really difficult to do unless you're like on parallel bars or crutches or a walker like if you're holding yourself up and your feet can move around all willy nilly like that that's why it's so that's why uh, some yeah inner if your muscles are fully formed you can't do that type of shit no it's very difficult yeah you know and that's why the some of the inner city folks. Uh, they do that as well because it shows their dominance. They right. they they can master that. It type shows of dominance movement. by lacking stabilizer muscles. That's exactly what it is. Fantastic. Yeah. So we we came up with it. Moving on. <laughs> so the U.S. was actually looking into uh, these accusations of them having advanced knowledge and things like that. Right. There was actually uh, nine inquiries, I think, I believe. Well, so there. There was also a 26-page memo that was found in 2011. There there was. Go ahead and go on to that because that's pretty so much the same thing. With it the was memo, on with the, the 70th anniversary of Japan's... What's Sevian? 70th. That's how mm-hmm. my people say 70. Your Sevian. people? Able-bodied? Yes, a, the able-bodied. Able-bodied prick. <laughs> <laughs> So the seventieth seventieth anniversary of Pearl Harbor, uh, evidence emerged showing that President FDR was warned three days President before Barack Obama before the attack that the Japanese Empire was eyeing up Hawaii with the view to open conflict. Okay, so it it shows that they were looking at attacking Hawaii. The memo says that yeah that the Japanese in twenty six pages so it's yeah probably says more than Very that convoluted and just kind right. of drawn out. We the, have it on great knowledge that Hiro Hiro Hamashima or whatever you well, know. Well, it, it said there is proof uh, that Washington dismissed red flags signaling the mass bloodshed and looming war were imminent. Uh, quote in anticipation mm. of possible open conflict with this country. Japan is vigorously utilizing every available agency to secure military, naval, and commercial information, paying particular attention. Oh, whoa! Paying particular attention to the West Coast, See, the Panama Canal, and you, territory of Hawaii. You just screwed it up because I was going to let it slide. 
I usually always correct. No, see, like that's why I something. catch myself. But I only catch myself when you let it slide because if I fuck <laughs> up, I know you're going to be right there. I just let it happen. I, I was like, I'm going to be a dick. So the memo but was also- dated uh, December 4th, 1941. It also- was marked as confidential and entitled Japanese Intelligence and Propaganda in the United States. Propaganda. Oh, they were trying to push scare tactics. Maybe it was a fake memo. Ooh. Because it's a propaganda, you know? So maybe they were pushing propaganda to get Americans all riled up. Like, these fuckers are coming after us. On the front page, American big, big penis. <laughs> on Japanese newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Flagged the, no, so, on American newspapers. Yeah. And they're like, to, to distract us and be like, yeah. And it's like a car- right. caricature. Yeah. Like the cartoon with the... The guy with the rice hat and big old buck teeth, oh. you know. No, you seen those commercials? Well, like, no, well, that is propaganda. The, the cartoons right? back That's then the were thing. super racist. Yeah. Like Asian guys, they had big old buck teeth and a Fu Manchu right. and like a rice paddy hat. Yeah. They're like, oh, how you doing? Right. Or have you seen what's his? Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, is it Don? No, he was a good comedian, little short guy. Um, he played an Asian guy on like a in a movie. And it was the worst thing that you ever seen. He's clearly white. Oh, my it God. It was horrible. But anyways, more the memo, the inquiries that were brought up from the U.S. government inquired into uh-huh. the happenings or the findings of this different uh, uh, transmission yeah. from 19—they They date back all the way to 1941, some of them, on the inquiries, and they go all the way up to 1995 in some of them. But a lot of the inquiries showed uh, that there was gross incompetence, uh, underestimation, and misapprehension of Japanese capabilities and intentions, yeah. uh, problems resulting of excess secrecy about cryptography, uh, division of responsibility between the Army and Navy, and lack of consultation between them, the lack of adequate manpower for intelligence so too much bureaucracy so, in exactly <laughs> so so the the army and the navy weren't communicating hey well. we found this out all right yeah. don't tell them they weren't communicating well and they were being very secretive over the cryptography because the from, double agents bro well was that in world war Two? i think it was in every world war, war ever. no 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 the in world war Two, where they had the, the the wind talkers where they brought in the navajo uh what? They brought in Navajo people because they had their own language that nobody knew of. It wasn't taught in schools, so they would they would speak to each other, and it was it, they'd have like one Navajo person, like, in, a, like legit a legit secret, language. yeah, like no, yeah. like legit, and they would just speak like they normally would speak and relay these messages, and nobody would know what the fuck they're saying because yeah. they had no idea. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, the U.S. had a machine that nobody else had called the Enigma. Enigma, I can't fucking say this word. It's okay, you got it. Enigma machine. Okay. Um, like Edward, Enigma machine. That's it. Um, Jesus. Which is, it, it was a decryption machine, and nobody else in the world had the capabilities that this machine had at the time. Yeah. And I can understand why they were being so secretive, because if, if they found out that they were able to decrypt a super cryptid message mm-hmm. with just this machine... They had obviously wanted to get their hands on it and come after them, so they were trying to keep that under wraps that they had uh, that they had decrypted it. But I guess they didn't have enough information at the same time. It was just bureaucracy bullshit, right? Going on. That's why a lot of the inquiries found that there was just 
incompetence on most part. So there was some type of foreknowledge to this, but it just didn't get anywhere. Right. And there were actually uh, a lot of details on possible subversives in Hawaii. So like people that... Oh, go like against... double agent type things? Or... Well, no, people that are living in the United States that don't agree with what the government's oh, doing gotcha. at the time. But oh, like nearly... we talked to on uh, concentration camps, not the yeah, fucking FEMA, right. concentration camps, right, subversives. Right. Yeah. But there were about 40% of the inhabitants of Hawaii were Japanese, of Japanese origin. Big, no shit. Not a big surprise Pretty close. there. Uh and of how Japanese uh, consulates on America's West Coast had been gathering information on American naval and air forces was another mm. big detail in that report. Uh, Japan's Naval Inspector's Office, uh, it stated, was primarily interested in obtaining detailed technical information which could be used at, to the advantage by the Japanese Navy. So having your entire navy in Hawaii, where there's like forty percent of people of Japanese origin, not to say that every one of those people are working with the Japanese, but forty percent is a pretty dense piece of the population. It's not a bright idea. No, mm-hmm. it's it's not great. But it, they didn't but have their it, whole I navy mean, there. They did have a big chunk of it, though. Right. But. What it, it also said, much information of a military and naval nature has been obtained, it stated, describing it as being of general nature, but including records relating to the movement of U.S. warships. So, so you're, the Japanese have gotten that information. You that's a made, much more... Big poor, bro. You can big poor. Here, split that No, one. you got that. Now you got to drive home later. Give me some of that. This is gonna hear you pour it. It's gonna be very tough to pour that piece of shit glass, but that is a uh, shit terrible idea on putting a big chunk of your. You're gonna break that fucker. Putting a big chunk of your navy in a very densely Japanese populated area, not like just all willy nilly thinking that maybe no nobody's not gonna say anything. But what if? Some of the it people only really that live there a couple. are still loyal to Japan and they right. get back to, oh, I have a high-ranking nephew in the right. Japanese military. Well, Let I me mean, tell him what's going on. Look at fucking, uh, what? Isoroku Yamamoto. That motherfucker. I mean, he was living in America. He went to Harvard. He's a pretty upstanding citizen in the United States, is in Washington. But he's reporting back to Japan and is their like main attache. I like that word. Attaché. 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 But it sounds what, like something I want to wear. There's, yeah, it, it sounds like a. You like, like my attaché? It's like a fucking wispy scarf or some yeah, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's, uh, there's a lot of people in. Well, not a lot of people, but there's a couple of people that gave uh, testimonies and different perspectives on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. There was one guy. Uh, I like his job title, Rear Admiral. Frank Edmund Betty Jr., uh, who at the time was, uh, who at the time of the Pearl Harbor attack was an aide for the Secretary of the Navy, Frank Cox or Knox. <laughs> oh, Knox. Sorry, that's Frank. not as funny. You know, I just had cock in my brain. Yeah, and that's you why always came do. Out, you know, um, and was very close to President uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his inner circle. He, this uh, Edmund Betty. 
remarked that prior to December 7th, it was evident to me that we were pushing Japan into a corner. We believe that it was the desire of President Roosevelt and Prime Minister Churchill uh, that we get into war as they felt the Allies could not win without us and all of our efforts to cause the Germans to declare war on us failed. They, the conditions we imposed on Japan uh, to get out of China, for example, and they were telling them to get out of China and do yeah. all that good fun stuff. Well, they were, were fucking China. Well, China wasn't the power that they were now. Japan you was know how like, crazy that is? Japan is so small in comparison to China. Do like, yourself a favor and get this book called The Rape of Nanking. That sounds awesome. Jesus yeah. Christ. The shit that the Japanese did to the Chinese is yeah. terrible. What Like what Germans like Jews did to Jews weren't Polish? the only ones getting fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, was bad. Lovely. You know, that's that's crazy how that's not... At More the widely for- publicized? Yeah, at the forefront of World War II right. lore. Because Hitler was the, the main leader of right. World War II. Like, well... Oh, the Axis powers of World it's, War II. Uh, I think Everything it's a went classic case of ethnocentrism because we're, I mean, the the majority of the population is of your European descent, so we focus more on the European side of things. Yeah. Versus the Asian side of things, which is completely ignored. Which is, I mean, there's more people over there, so it probably yeah. should be talked about but a little bit more. But obviously in their culture, it's probably talked about a lot. Yeah. And, and that's probably why a lot of uh, Chinese and Japanese don't get along. Fuck you, Japan. To this day. Yeah. But it's crazy to me to think that this island, it's literally an island, had the manpower to take over China, which is this huge fucking country. I mean, it's if gigantic. the country's in disarray so many people. and you have the... Uh, you have help from Germany and Italy, which are these. But was huge Germany was, was Germany and Italy really aiding in China, or were they, they probably more gave focused? Them money, they probably least. gave them supplies and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, but that. Anyways, the the end of this were uh, so they threatened Japan and they told them to get out of China, um, and those terms were so severe that we knew the nation would not accept them we were forcing her so severely that we have that we could have known that she was going to she was going to react towards the u.s in some type but they didn't know how severe it was going to be yeah well then they get that memo three days before the attack yeah and it tells them that everybody knows that your warships are all in hawaii and then three days later, uh, fucking three days after that memo gets to the White House, hundreds of Japanese aircraft and six fucking yeah. aircraft carriers unleash a surprise attack and on they, the U.S. naval base. Surprise! Yeah. And they just kind of sweep it under the rug, not saying anything. Almost 2,500 yeah. people killed and over 1,200 injured. Yeah. So Speculate wildly. But th- I think... So there's another eyewitness here that's... Basically, it's just like Betty's witness. Uh, he said that Roosevelt's administra- uh, administrative assistant at the time of Pearl Harbor, Jonathan Daniels, uh, it what it is a telling comment about FDR's reaction to the attack. The blow was heavier than he had hoped it would have necessarily been, but the risks paid off, even though the loss was even though the loss was greater than we anticipated. Yeah. So basically, I actually I have a quote that's similar. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have got. What was your quote? 
It could have got all. Uh, my quote is from biographer Roosevelt biographer Gene Edward Smith. It says, "Quote: He was totally caught off guard by it. The record is clear. There was no evidence the Japanese moving toward Pearl Harbor that was picked up in Washington, which is a lie. Yeah, because we saw the twenty-six page memo. Yeah, but I can't say he was completely caught off guard by it, but he was probably like, "Oh fuck, that was worse than I thought it was going to be." But, but yeah, uh, I mean, I made this bed. I got to sleep in it now. That's, that's what I'm thinking has happened because you, at the time he couldn't just like go into war. I don't, but how could you not have done that though? Because you, you saw how the war was going. Yeah. You saw what Hitler was doing, these fucking horrible things and what the Japanese were doing to the Chinese. Right. How can you not just see that and be like, Hey, we're the biggest power in the world right now. We need to we need to step in and fuck some shit up type of thing. Why wouldn't well, you just so do that? Here's instead what was of- happening at home, right? We're just recovering from a fucking depression. Yeah. Right? And then there's a there's about uh, about a million people that are actively protesting outside of the White House saying we are not going to war. A million people outside the White House so, every fucking day. So do these million people don't outside of the don't White House war, don't just want fucking Japan, Italy, and Germany just to rule the rest of the world besides the They're U.S.? They're saying it's not our land, it's not our problem, basically. At the time, it was we were trying to just isolate ourselves because our economy was finally turning around. We're doing fine. We don't need people in our country to die yeah. for reasons that don't really make a difference to us because we're still trading. We're still getting the benefit of everything. Who cares if if they die or not? I mean, at that time, we weren't so reliant on China either. So that that blow to China wouldn't have made much of a difference because 90% of stuff was made in the U.S. that we had here. We we were relatively self-sufficient at the time. And we we were doing really well, and people didn't want to go to war. And FDR was like, well, morally, we should help out but i don't have the people's um that goes they don't have permission to do it well they don't have the support because if yeah if that have support to go to war they would call they would call for impeachment because if the congress isn't on on the side of him he could just he was literally sitting there saying give me a fucking reason so that would there there was also i don't know if it was the memo but there was there was a there was a memo. It wasn't the same twenty seven page memo. Twenty six, whatever. But there was I'm thinking of the twenty seven club. But there was uh, there was a memo that had. R.I.P. Jimmy. R.I.P. Go watch that ep- listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it. It's awesome. But there was a memo that had eight steps on it. It had like plans for it, and there was an uh, I believe an eyewitness or somebody like a, uh, a secretary of somebody in the white house that had seen the memo and literally it was like ticked off. They, it, they went down the list on things that they could do to Japan in order to force their hand and be like, all right, we're going to fucking attack you guys now that way. Uh, because there was a lot of statements here that said Roosevelt was adamant at, having japan or he really wanted germany like i said earlier well, he, i'm assuming he wanted someone to declare the, war on him no, rather than attack him no he wanted somebody to de- deal the first blow i'm just, I, I mean he probably well, wanted somebody to yeah. declare war 
But the way everything is worded and everything that I found is mm. he wanted somebody to deliver the first blow, is what they're saying. I well, mean, Roosevelt, Roosevelt believed that the economic restrictions could get Japan to reduce its ambitions in Asia because they were going across and things the like that, Pacific yeah. attacking. Specific. Oh, excuse me. The specific. Uh, I've ruined my own thing. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, actually, sanctions are better than war. I mean, if you have the time to let them happen and let them apply, and if there's somebody actually sensible on the other side, which in this case there wasn't, no, it can work. But Roosevelt was wrong. It's the tiny penises. They yeah, just right, went crazy. right. Roosevelt was wrong yeah. in in that assessment, thinking there was somebody sensible on the other side. Uh, and the Japanese, they were mistaken in thinking that they could remove the threat of the U.S. Navy. Uh, in their operations in the Western Pacific, specific, yeah. Me. Which I mean, like Pearl yeah. Harbor brought on unintended consequences for yes. both sides. So, what it sounds like, because all the quotes from Roosevelt after Pearl Harbor happened, he was like, "Oh shit, I didn't mean for that to happen," kind yeah. of thing. He was like, "Uh oh." So it does. It was a day that will live in infamy. Nice. You like that? Yes. But I under that makes a whole lot of sense. This is what I would like to believe more than what I'm seeing in research and these crazy conspiracy theory guys are putting out on the web. Yeah, um, that he was trying to force their hand because he he wanted to. He saw what Hitler and the Japanese were doing, and it was it. The people at the time I understand were trying to attack, protect their economy, mm-hmm. and try to just get pick themselves up and not worry about what another country is doing. But if you see three, literally three countries that are taking over the world, quite literally, they invaded Poland, took that over. They went into France and they were fucking shit up in France. They went into China and were fucking shit up in China. That's the majority of what they were doing. And the U S was also very scared of the Soviets who were probably more inclined at the time well, were they Soviets at the time or were they just Russians? I don't remember. They were Soviets. They were Yeah. They feared that the Soviets were more inclined to join the Axis powers than they were the Allied powers. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to snuff the stuff out before it happened. The Russians, I feel like, were trying to wait out until there was like a clear front. Yeah, runner. they were like, Yeah, who's going? <laughs> who's going to win? And then the well, big side now. Well, they should have jumped in sooner then. Because it was clearly like those three, the Axis powers were winning, and then U.S. came in. It was like, "Here's my they big like, dick. I'm gonna fuck you up." They helped, and then became the bad guy immediately. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, there's, I have a whole bunch of reports here that I can go well, into. Well, I got, I got a first but, hander of a 19 year old signalman aboard the USS Oklahoma. USS, that's another one that got that got fucked up. Didn't it? Yeah, it got yeah. bombed at Pearl Harbor. Uh, Dwayne Rayelt. Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No. No. Of St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, he still has vivid memories of waking in his bunk after working the midnight watch when the ship's warning system sprang to life with the order, all ha- all hands man your battle stations. Just imagine waking up at 7 in the morning to all, all hands man your battle stations. No. Couldn't. In fucking Hawaii, you're just chilling. In your fucking, you're in underwear, underwear and a and a 
tank top, you know what I mean? Cause and then sleeping. seconds later, a torpedo hit. Bam! And he could hear a bunch of water pouring in below. And then no eight, shit. And then eight more fucking torpedoes. Good Lord. The ship turned over, and then he actually was small enough to get out of a porthole. When he got out, he was sitting at the bottom of the ship, and he couldn't believe what he was seeing. Planes were attacking. The whole harbor seemed to be on fire. Bodies were in the water, smoke, and screams. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's lucky he got out of there because so a- many people fucking died in Pearl Harbor. He said he hesitated to jump in the water, but he had no choice as a stream of machine gun fire rained down around him from aircraft overhead. He swam to the USS Maryland where he joined a line of sailors hauling ammunition. The Navy, he says, quote, The Navy and armed forces must have had notification that something could happen. Being a signalman on the bridge and being on lookout, that was something we were told. If you see a periscope out there, it may not be ours, but we never really imagined an assault of this nature, he said. Yeah, there's nothing in the water, though, at the time. I don't believe. It was just all airplanes. Just planes, and it was like five or six aircraft carriers that were just sending planes. Yeah. Yeah. And And aircraft carriers are pretty much new. At the time, they were still, like, figuring out how to use them yeah. more strategically. Yeah. But the U.S. Uh, the U.S. had it figured out because they had it was Eisenhower. They had the Eisenhower. Or that's the one that we have now. But yeah. they had one that was about the same uh, size as what the Eisenhower, which is, they call it a Nimitz class, Nimitz class I believe. Uh-huh. A big fucking thing that carries more ships than, or more planes than anything that's out there, than any military that we know of. Right. Um that's out there and it was they had that during world war ii which was crazy um there was another thing that i saw here that uh roosevelt was actually it it kind of bodes more towards what we're saying that he wanted to force their hand and have them declare war Mm -hmm. but he didn't want anybody to die over it there was i mean he had to know people were gonna die well, like he was he, expecting an attack. Well, like it's what, not like we were gonna come yeah. out fucking unscathed. That's what I'm saying. But like what you were saying, like what he, I think he just wanted them to declare war and just be like, we're declaring war, and so we have time to like scramble and do something. Right. Like I thought, I thought he was trying to oppress them enough economically, yeah, to where they would just declare war yeah. on us, so they can so, get some resources from us. There's something here. It says uh, ten days before the attack on Pearl Harbor, Henry L. Stimson. Uh, United States Secretary of War at the time entered in his diary the famous and much argued statement that he had met with President Roosevelt to discuss the evidence. That's my laptop. Should have turned Excuse that me. down. Well, it's, it's my fucking Sir. laptop. It never happens. That President Roosevelt, uh, he met with President Roosevelt to discuss the evidence of an impending, uh, impending hostiles, uh, hostilities with Japan. And the question was, how we should maneuver them, quote unquote, the Japanese, into position of firing the first shot without allowing too much danger to ourselves. It never happens, he says. And it happens twice in a row. You know, it's it's Adobe. It's doing that. So basically, he was trying to push them into a corner without. Uh, he was trying to maneuver Japan and and play puppet master. Yeah. Without with minimizing damage to us. So. At the time, he was also giving out. Uh, it says here that he gave out instructions to one of the generals, uh, General Short, to be exact. Uh, gave them a memo that had two facts. It said a war with Japan is threatening, 
and hostile action by Japan is possible at any moment. So it said that Roosevelt uh, got somebody to send that to some uh, general in Pearl Harbor to disseminate that information among people. Um, so he, at the time, Roosevelt was, once the attack happened, he was surprised by our poor state of readiness because he had been like, well, he, he's speaking to three branches, but he gives it to one person. Yeah. And then they give it to their and people. That's what the, the and then it's only given to one. That's side. also what the inquiries were saying, that there was incompetence and a lack of communication right. between Navy and Army at right. the time, because there was both stationed in Pearl Harbor. So that's, a, that's above your rank. Yeah. Officer. But basically what he did is he wrote the shit on a note and just kind of slid it and said, hey, uh, war's probably going to happen. You should fucking be ready for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, this, they could just tell by what happened that their state of readiness was was not where it needed to be. They didn't they didn't take the the warning to heart because the the way the ships were set up in the harbor was not uh, it was not strategic at all. It wasn't defensive or anything they literally just floating out there just Mm -hmm. all together just clustered up instead of having like a strategy in place to where you can minimize the damage to yourself so he was disappointed with the incompetence and that just goes into what you were saying honestly if everybody had fdr's fucking brain it would have been fine because this this is a man who in his first 100 days, like, reset the fucking banks. He did the Emergency Banking Act. FDR is one fucking, of the best presidents that we've ever had. He, <laughs> he established the FDIC, right? Is that, that what FD stands for in that? Hmm? Is that what no, FD not Franklin Delano. <laughs> <laughs> he had the New Deal. Yeah. Which, I mean, the uh, Federal Emergency Relief Administration... Civil Conservation Corps, Agricultural Adjustment Administration, fucking uh, National Parks, Social Security. He did uh, all that. Minimum wage, 40-hour work week, uh, and prohibited employment discrimination. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, uh, and let Pearl and Harbor happen. It, that's kind of the... <laughs> Among I those think, accomplishments. I think the last one kind of overshadows the rest of them. I think you so, know, too. It's just like... The other one seems small compared to Pearl Harbor. Well, everybody knows who the who the president was when World War II was happening. You yeah, know, like because Pearl Harbor happened. And everybody yeah, knows... That motherfucker. You know, that is during it, one of his... Is it bad that... Fucking four terms. Yeah. Is it, <laughs> is it bad when I... Uh, when I think of Pearl Harbor, that I think about Medal of Honor, Rising Sun. And I the, think uh, about uh, and Ben the, Affleck. Oh, that movie was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. I watched that in like sixth grade. You know for what sucked about class. it is that you got halfway through it, knew it was bad, and then had to pop the second VHS tape in. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a two taper, bro. Yeah, because it took two days for us to watch it. Yeah, we, we, had, we had a substitute teacher. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna watch Pearl Harbor because uh-huh. we're li- we're learning about World War II." And it's just this fucking love. You had a lazy fucking teacher, bro. Because that's, that's not even like 
and it's it doesn't it's, even pertain at it, all because it's a love story it's a goddamn it's not nothing it's just a love story it doesn't yeah. that really there was like a bombing that happened in the movie and that was about it really but so fdr i believe tried to force japan's hand yeah and tried to go into the war by with but still remain the face of the country and uh-huh. not have the people revolt against him. Like, well, you would say well, about 75 to 80% of the country is revolting against Trump right now. You yeah. know, he didn't want that to happen. Right. So he was trying to force Japan's hand. But he definitely wanted to be in this war because before the war, well, in the initial stages of World War II, he made America the arsenal of democracy, right? So he yeah. did the, the Lend-Lease policy, which is where the U.S. supplied the Allied nations food, oil, material, and weaponry, including warships and warplanes, which is like $50.1 billion, which is equivalent Shit. to uh, $660 billion today. Yeah. And he did that through an executive order. He also, uh, in another executive order, Roosevelt created... The Office of Scientific Research and Development. Scientology? No, the Office of Scientific Research and Development. Oh, so real science. Which is, they later would develop the first atomic bombs. So, uh, along with uh, Roosevelt, Churchill, well, Churchill and Roosevelt drafted the Atlantic Charter, which then defined the war goals of the Allied Nations, like it rejected uh, territorial aspirations and promoted autonomous governments it was issued yeah it was issued as a joint declaration on the 14th of august 1941 and was later endorsed by the allied nations so he had definitely picked a side yeah he was like yeah he was probably buddy buddy with churchill he gave him some like good cigars and then after pearl harbor roosevelt became one of the leading figures in the allied coalition he helped in formation of an informal alliance between the U.S., Britain, China, and the Soviet Union to coordinate the Allied war effort. Roosevelt met Churchill and, at times, Stalin in a series of conferences conferences leading to vital decisions, like the Quebec Conference in 1943. Quebec? You ever had a Quebec pizza? <laughs> it's a Pop-Tart with, with the, the ketchup. ketchup. <laughs> The Quebec Conference in 1943 included discussions on initiating Operation Overlord, which was the Allied operation that would launch the successful invasion of German-occupied Western Europe and on accelerating efforts of the U.S., Britain, and Canada to develop the atomic bomb. Killing it with the names again. Telling you, Operation Overlord, they were fucking on fire, bro. Scotty's on fire. <laughs> Midnight Climax is F- the best. <laughs> FDR thus helped strategize the Allied victory. So several historians actually credit FDR for transforming America from an isolationist nation to the leader in war affairs through his pivotal role in World War II, which was allowing Pearl Harbor to happen. Yeah. yeah well, there's a lot There's a lot that went into that, too, because an attack on Japan or attack by Japan on the U.S. could not guarantee uh, the U.S.'s involvement. Uh, they couldn't guarantee a, a declaration of war on Germany because at the time, uh, the attack would anger the public and the public would direct all of their anger towards Japan. 
rightfully so, right. because the Japanese are the ones that attacked. Right. But and they wouldn't be able to go after Germany. But just when that happened, I don't know how to say this word. The tripart it T R I P A R T I T E pact. It's something Italian. That pact from Germany, Italian. Uh, I'd have to see it to be able to read it. Right there. Which one? Tripartite pact. The, tri- the the apartheid Tripartite. Pack? The apartheid pact. Tripartite. Uh, okay, the apar- not apartheid. The apartheid pact uh, between Germany, Italia, uh, Italia, because it's on the shirts, you know. Germany, Italy, and and Japan called for each to aid in in. Each other's defense. Correct. So, right. So once we declared war on Japan, yep. Germany and Italy declared war on us. But that didn't happen like, like years in advance. No, it happened you know what like I mean? days. It, later. it didn't. It happened like the the treaty happened, and they caught wind of it. And then right after that, they were trying to force Japan's hand because they knew if the Japanese attacked, yeah, now the Germans are instantly going to start supplying the Japanese with. Uh, with supplies and supplying the Japanese with supplies yeah. in order to <laughs> to help against the U.S. So in that circumstance, that would that like, would oh uh, they're giving them stuff <laughs> that would effectively get us in the war with Germany because right. the real enemy here FDR knew was Hitler and Germany. It wasn't of really course. anybody else. It, Italy didn't have the power that the Japanese army or the German army did. No. And same with Japan. J- uh, the Japanese didn't have the same power that the German army did, even though well, Germany- Italians were too busy eating pizza and drinking wine anyway to really care. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> bippity boppity boopity. Let's go get the Polish. You know, like, it's just, it's just something that happened. But it, it seems... Mussolini kind of got lost in all of the textbooks. Ah, he was in there. I gotta say, they're like, oh yeah, Mussolini was along there with Hitler and Stalin as, as it was assholes. Like, it was like Hitler, Yamamoto, and then Mussolini is like, eh. yeah, he was a dictator and, in Italy for a while. And Stalin came a little bit after that. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He killed more people than Hitler did. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, wasn't very good. But that's yeah. not talking. Well, about. I mean, he had more people at his disposal to kill. It's a bigger country. Yeah, yeah. it's stuff. It but, was his own people. I guess you could argue Hitler is killing his own people too, since he's like half Jew. Yeah, that was a thing, right? Yeah, he, and he wanted blonde hair, blue eye, and he clearly had he had blue. I think he had blue. No, he had brown eyes. He had black hair and brown eyes. Mm. But he's, he's a killing, brunette. He's like brown. That shit was Ish. black, son. Well, yeah, because the video is black and white. Yeah, sure. The world wasn't like that back then. No, it wasn't just fuzzy black and white people. What? No. They had color before that. Yeah, yeah. It was like color. No, but your eyes still worked the same as as they do now. Back really? then, really. Yeah, yeah. You still your cones saw all the color. That that hurts my brain. Now how how did the camera? Could you see imagine that? being colorblind though? <laughs> you just all fucked up. Yeah. You're just like what? Oh, let's watch a black and white movie. This is a normal like, movie. Like, what's like, the what, fucking? What's, what? what's different? Is a joke? Yeah. What's red? But everything that I see that gets put to the, when I'm piecing this together and everything that I see, I see an FDR that wanted to defend the world, not just the U.S. That wanted to defend the world against 
this tyrannical German bastard with a mm-hmm. tiny mustache. And the only way that he saw it being publicly accepted for us to go to war with them was to force Japan's hand with some type of... Uh, <laughs> oh, I bless you. I don't you. think I've ever sneezed on the pod before. I don't think any of us have ever sneezed, and you just doubled it up. Double just dose. like me with my surface going... Can I get a goddamn bless you? No, you got the first one. You don't get a second one. Fuck off. Um, I don't care if your heart stopped for a millisecond. Bastard. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, all the evidence that... It, it, I think he wanted to go in, and the only way that he saw fit was to provoke Japan because he he thought that Yamamoto was unstable. Of some, like he was right on edge of like, okay, yeah. this is gonna happen type of thing. But like you said earlier, I think he wanted them just to be like, all right, fuck you, we're coming after you too. Not like, okay, we're just gonna blow your shit up. I don't think he anticipated that attack. I think he anticipated something, but not the magnitude. I think that he saw a trio of people pick the one that was closest to him and was like, hey, let's play chess. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Especially if we were in Hawaii. He starts making moves. Japan's on the other side of the table. Yeah. And they're like, fuck this. And they flip the table over. And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. FDR and, got, then the, and then a fight ensued. FDR got him into some type of gambit that he had never seen before, and he was yeah. just like, "Fuck are you!" and just flipped the table. Yeah. Real, yeah, that's what happened. Just like Hangover, he jumped out the fucking truck and started beating him. He's like trying to tease him with his pawns, like, "Yeah, go after those." You so I want can checkmate. to fuck on me? Yeah, basically, yep. yeah, type of thing. Yeah, Mister Chow, straight up. You want to know what I really think happened? What? I think the Japanese are crazy and just attacked us. I think it was in the plans the whole time because it was a world war and the Japanese kind of ran out of little islands to conquer along the way. That's what I'm saying. I think like, the, I think I think the Japanese they knew that they went through like the 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 French islands, right? And then they were going through like the Dutch island. It, yeah. The English, French and Dutch French ran so, a train. French French Down Samoa and, all of Africa well, all to the, the Polynesian. Fucking Indi- yeah. They call it French Polynesia. Yeah. Um but yeah, what I, I think they they just pieced it together. They they knew that the US were affecting the Japanese economy on purpose. They knew it was happening. Yeah. They probably knew They knew we were helping out the Allies. They probably sure. knew that we were bombing uh German U boats and helping Britain and who else was in France uh, with uh, the war on the Eastern Front? And they figured out and all they of were our like, warships were in one place. Well, they thought it would be a devastating blow, which it was. Yeah. But Rosie the Riveter came out of the woodworks and helped us fuck shit up. Thank you, but ladies. they knew that the U.S. was clearly... Well, at the time, they were clearly the force to be reckoned with in yeah. the world. Like, they were the biggest power in the world. And if they got... Uh, if they if they can devast- if they can deliver a scathing blow, it would help out because eventually the U.S. was going to get into the war one way or the other and help out the yeah. the Allied powers. They were just I think they were just thinking that they can they can devastate them enough to where it would be crippling to the Allied powers, which 
It really wasn't. Not really, no. Yeah, but that's what I really think happened. I I don't choose to believe, as you said earlier, my great-grandfather is in the Arizona as we speak. I choose not to believe that our own president got us into this war on purpose. I He did get us into this war on purpose. I thought that's what we were talking about the whole time. What? He was actively trying well, to yeah. get into the war. He was trying to help, but he he didn't. I don't think he provoked the attack. I should have worded that differently. I don't I think, think he wanted to provoke an attack in like the Philippines, maybe. Whoa, you got to watch it now. Oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> the, U- the U.S. already had bases in the Philippines yeah. for the war. Well, we had them all over the place. We had right. them in, in Guam. We had so them all I would, over the place. If if I was FDR, I'd be expecting them to attack a little closer to home. But the 40% population, eh, 40% Japanese population in Hawaii probably radio back in their Morse code. Right, beep, 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 right, right. All their ships are fucking here. Right. They're expecting bomb attack here. over there, bomb here. Yep. It wouldn't take much because yeah. they're pretty much sleeping. Which makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. So but I, still... I think he, he wanted a, a small uh, battle to happen where okay. we could actually fight back, unlike Pearl Harbor where we were just caught with our fucking pants down and they literally shit ton of shit. They literally had their pants down because yeah. uh, they were sleeping. But no, I, I still th- I think it's unprovoked. Uh, I think he, I think he was placing, he was doing the different things financially in Japan just to cripple them, literally financially, to where they couldn't, uh, they would be tied up for money and they wouldn't be able to fight in war anymore. You need money to fight in war. Yeah. Um, I think that's what he was doing. He was trying to choke them off financially, and he was aiding with Britain and France in the Eastern Front to fight back against Germany because they had all the... There's no way that they could affect their economy because they had tried. And I think the attack was unprovoked and the Japanese just kind of put two and two together and they're like, well, this is what happened and this is where all their ships are and they, they're they not expecting this. This has to happen. Type of thing. Yeah. That's kind of how I see things happening. I don't, I don't think he was provoking an attack i think he was just literally trying to help everybody else out by doing these different things and choking japan off and aiding with yeah, that i could see that but i think the, but i think the japanese just put two and two together and was like they're going to join the war soon and they're going to be on the allied side we need to fucking yeah, deal a blow definitely because i mean the writing's on the fucking wall he's yeah. doing all these things before pearl harbor yeah. to help the allied nations but he was neutral. Except for yeah. sending troops. He yeah. sent supplies. Ships, he sent supplies, guns. All guns. That. Yeah. Everything but the actual people. Yeah. Which he might have sent them to. I'm not he sure. probably did. He probably sent a couple over there and right. they put them in British uniforms. Yeah, you know, whatever. They probably sent infantry. They had Green Berets back then, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. They probably sent special forces and shit like that. But that's what I think happened. You know, like I... I that's what I choose to believe. Apt. You can believe Apt assessment. You Kyle. can believe what you want that FDR did all this and that. It does it is pretty compelling though. Once you read into it, it is pretty compelling that it's like uh, he's probably trying to get him to attack. But I think the logic was elsewhere. I think there was foreknowledge, uh, but I For didn't sure. think I think he underestimated the extent of what would happen. I think he wanted the foreknowledge. And he was like definitely yeah. did not think that that location was somewhere where they would they would attack. Because yeah, the 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 
transmission didn't specify. Yeah, well, location. it specified Hawaii actually well, as okay. a location. Then, uh, but it specified a couple different places also. So Hawaii was Hawaii. one of on the list. But don't you think? Well, as I said earlier, they did send a message to Hawaii to one of the generals in Hawaii saying, "Prepare yourself. This could happen." Exactly. But. He didn't expect it to happen at the most heavily guarded harbor that they had in the Western Front. Which well, is, I mean, he sent a straight middle finger to Jap- to Japan. To he Japanese. Froze, yeah, he froze their assets in U.S. banks, and then he sent supplies to China along the Burma Road. Yeah. So, like, he it was, was just like... like Fuck you! I'm I'm keeping your money right here, and yeah. I'm sending supplies to that, the people you know, you're attacking. That that's a huge middle finger. That really is. If, so you're, if, if you really that's think not about it, if that's not uh, incentive for yeah. Japan to attack, I yeah. don't know what. If is. you really think about it, it's like okay, they have all of their like federal funds they had. Yeah, they had federal funds. They're like, no, your money's ours now. Right. We're not freezing them. We're going to use this money. Thank you very much. Type of thing, and we're going to supply Japan. I mean, we're going to supply China. China. Good luck type of thing. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge fuck you. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly he knew, what he was yeah. doing. But as you said earlier, he was... Underestimated. He well, didn't He didn't think no. that they were going to flip no, the no. fucking chess table. Yes. You but know. He was a... What did they call He thought they might take the pawn. He, he was a great... And then he'd be able to move in. Yeah. But he was a great strategist? Strategist. Strategist. Yeah, it... I said it the right way, just a different pronunciation is all. But he was a great... Tomato, tomato, tomate, like, whatever. Yeah. He was a great uh, strategist. And he, he knew what was happening. He was thinking 10 steps in advance, but he didn't see the type of devastation that was coming his way. But the Japanese... You got to credit the Japanese. They were fucking smart. They found that shit out and they were like, well, this is this is the place to do it. They got they, shooters. They didn't think big. No, they... No. The crazy thing is, is they went fucking... I mean, they did think big, I'm sorry. A big uh, penis. <laughs> the The crazy thing is, is... The fucking balls on the Japanese to do that shit, though. Like That's I said, crazy. even with China, they're such a small country, and they're waging war with the two biggest countries at the time. I mean, India is still probably a bigger country, but... Like, yeah, they're going up against China and the U.S. and the U.S. Would, and, and technically, pop- they're also going up against Russia. Yeah, on yeah, on the northern the front other, at that yeah, point. Yeah, the northern yeah. front of them. Yeah, I don't think they ever called it that, but they were. I it mean, was north. I didn't for see them. that movie All Quiet on the Northern Front. I never <laughs> saw that. They were probably fucking shit up up there too. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, like they were literally getting it from all angles. And this, it's a little fucking island. Yeah. That's what I don't get. They had some chutzpah on them. Yeah. They were just chutzpah. like, fuck you, are you? I'm going to yeah. get you type of thing. And the cra- they, they're just sacrificing people too. Just fucking. Kamikaze's flying Kamik- right into you. What kind of shit no is that? No fear. That's the scariest shit. Yeah. You see just a like, plane coming at you and you try to move out of the way and it moves right at you. Yeah. It's just fuck like. Fuck that. Nope. I'm 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 the missile motherfucker. You talk about a mind fuck. It's like sepulchre. It's a straight P Diddy mind fuck. <laughs> and we laid it out for you. That's what happened. I don't think there was any involvement. I I think it was a surprise attack. Chris thinks it was. Provoked. It wasn't as much of a surprise as we think it was. Which is true. 
But that's what happened. Boom. Outro. Bow, 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 bow.